0: If I might, I'm going to take us back to one of the more technical aspects of, of politics, our electoral systems. People like me are usually only allowed, on, allowed out on election day, so it is a great pleasure to, to be here. Uh, at their core, electoral systems convert votes cast at elections into seats in Parliament. And this is the opening statement of nearly every book that's ever been written about electoral systems. But of course, we know that electoral systems do very much more uh, than that technical function. Michael Gallagher and Paul Mitchell described the electoral system as the crucial link in the chain of representative democracy. And Pippa Norris has said that it is one of the most enduring decisions that a state can actually make about its political systems. Both statements, I think, have particular relevance for what happened on the island of Ireland. Proportional... Representation by the single transferable vote, which you should probably say at this stage is rather an obscure global electoral system, um, was the electoral system chosen for elections north and south at the foundation of the two separate political jurisdictions? Within a short number of years, PRSTV was rejected for use in Northern Ireland and replaced with first-past-the-post, a majoritarian system. While PRSTV has actually become one of the defining institutions of politics um, in the Free State, later the Republic of Ireland. Importantly, the the two systems in operation, uh, PR and and first-past-the-post, have very different logics, principles and, and objectives. But interestingly, they yielded quite similar types of politics, Um, majoritarianism-infused politics in in both parts of the island um, in the uh, the early decades. Ultimately, these would change quite noticeably as the decades uh, progressed. As society changed and political conditions evolved, PRSDV in the Republic proved itself an electoral form that could reflect change while first past the post in Northern Ireland often amplified underpinning divisions. The vibrant field of electoral scholarship has demonstrated concretely that the different families of electoral systems generate notable and variable outcomes as happened on the island of Ireland. The electoral system adopted can impact upon which citizens are represented and to what extent, the composition of the party system, the common form of government in the state and indeed government durability itself. Matt Schugart has also described how electoral system choice impacts on the broader concerns of politics, uh, such as regime stability, democratic quality and management of ethnic conflict. But indeed, it has also been shown that political context systematically shapes the effects of electoral systems. And it is useful to unpack some of these points in a short review of electoral politics in Northern Ireland and the Irish Free State. As early as the 19th century, it was understood that proportional systems generated more equal representation, giving a closer relationships between the votes cast for a party and the number of, party, or the number of seats it received in Parliament. But the accepted downside of that was also recognized and that was in the form of uh, more what was then considered to be unstable government, coalition government. Of course, we have revised these views somewhat uh, in recent decades. Majoritarian systems provided a more imperfect relationship between votes cast and seats won, but it provided enduring and stable uh, government as the early theory went these central propositions uh, were formalized into theoretical models in the 1950s by the French political scientist Maurice Duverger. Duverger classified party and government consequences as the mechanical effects of electoral system choice, but he also elaborated on the psychological effects of poly- uh, electoral system choice, and-, and these were the ways in which Uh, both voters and political parties reacted and changed their behaviour and fitted it to the type of system which was in in place. Uh, And one of the kind of important ones here is is the idea that party entry into the system is quite difficult in a majoritarian system. And that creates all kinds of disincentives for people to set up political parties because their chances of success are are so uh, so much the lesser. Now these are not laws as we might say in the natural world, but they are as close to laws of politi- as we get in, in political science. Uh, so for example we know that the effective number of political parties in majoritarian systems is usually about two, just over two, where as in PR systems it tends to trend closer to four. Northern Ireland and the Irish Free State provide a fascinating comparative case study of the outcomes of different electoral systems in operation in neighbouring but substantially different polities. In the early decades, these two systems delivered unusually similar majoritarian politics with a small number of parties and single-party governments, but they tracked in very different directions as the decades passed. Coming to PR in in Ireland, John Coakley in his many publications provided a valuable overview of the reasoning and decisions that led to the introduction of PRSTV in in Ireland. It was adopted uh, first for selected constituencies under the Home Rule Act, uh, for local elections in Sligo in 1918, and then laterally for the whole country, Uh, and of course it was chosen for parliamentary elections in the Northern and Southern Parliaments under the Government of Ireland Act in 1920. Interestingly, the selection uh, of PRSTV as the electoral uh, system for Ireland was largely uncontroversial. Uh, discussion of electoral reform had actually been quite widespread across uh, Great Britain since the middle of the 19th uh, century, and there were quite considerable concerns expressed about minority representation. But momentum for change actually also took hold in Ireland. An Irish branch of the Proportional Representation Society was established, and Basil Chubb has highlighted the attendance of Arthur Griffith at an early public lecture in 1911 as being decisive in shifting Sinn Féin support in favour of the the system. The representation of minority interests that was offered by PRSTV persuaded Griffith that it could work effectively for the complex politics of early 20th century pre-independence Ireland. The widespread use of PR across new European democracies to deal with class, religious and linguistic cleavages and the fact that it was not used in Britain were also cited as important indicators of why it was embraced by Sinn Féin. The only voices in opposition to PRSTV came from the Ulster Unionist side, and their opposition was rooted in the view that it was un-British. Indeed, in 1885, I found a quote from Gladstone where he described STV as artificial, not known to our usages and history. There were strategic considerations at play um, in the thinking of British administration, And its support for PRSTV at elections in Ireland. It was persuaded that the system could deliver representation for the Protestant minority on the island, the Southern Unionist minority, and the Northern uh, Unionist majority. Con O'Leary has argued that the outcomes of elections, specifically in the 1918 election, um, in which nationalists swept the board using first past the post, reinforced. Uh, support for STV as an alternative because it could prevent um, the the kind of um, electoral outcomes that had been achieved. He cites later newspaper coverage of the Sligo local elections that use PR STV and the fact that Sinn Féin was actually pushed into second place at those as important in persuading Southern Unionists that PR could protect their interests and deliver minority representation. The PR system also delivered representation for nationalists in local election districts in Northern Ireland, kind of further reinforcing that particular view. So British electoral reformers favoured PRSTV. Uh, And there's also another important point, and one that we won't say much about today, and that is that it, it... is a system um, that is considered to preserve the relationship or the link uh, between voter and constituency representative in a way that other forms of PR do not, and one that was actually quite valued um, given the legacy of of British elections and and their intent and focuses. So, With the British um, administration on side and tacit support from nationalists, PRSTV emerged as the electoral system of choice for parliaments north and south. PR was included in the Anglo-Irish Treaty of 1921 and was later uh, transposed into the Free State Constitution. Um, Several histories that address the choice of PRSTV remarked that it was selected at the time because it was the only version of PR that was actually known uh, to the p- people who were writing um, the, the, uh, the treaties and the constitutions. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that that's fully borne out. Jolie notes that there were concerns expressed during the writing of the free state constitution uh, that PR might lead to an excessive form of multi-partyism and unstable government. And he goes on to provide, uh, Jolie goes on to provide a long quote from Ernest Blythe on a similar point. So whether they did or did not know that there were other forms of of PR, um, the framers of of the Free State Constitution and indeed of of the preceding Anglo-Irish Treaty were aware of the potential implications of the choice of electoral systems so the consequences were known and understood. The early PRSTV elections, especially in southern Ireland, later the the free state, tell us very little about the the system and indeed that's somewhat true in Northern Ireland as well. Electoral packs and uncontested seats uh, delivered preordained outcomes. So it's difficult to infer very much from uh, how they operated. The first what we might today term a free and fair general election was held in 1923. It used PR which was mandated in the Free State Constitution and the STV part actually only com- came along later in the Electoral Acts um, in 1923. The Dáil consisted of 153 uh, 53 TDs elected from 30 constituencies with district magnitudes and that just means the number of, con- uh, the number of parliamentarians to be elected from each constituency between three and nine. And District magnitude matters because in general we know that the higher the district magnitude, the more proportional the outcome of the election. So the closer the relationship between the votes cast for a political party and the number of seats that the party wins. Uh, and it's something that is kind of a persistent thread to analyses of elections um, in, later in the Republic of Ireland because although we have a proportional system, we have tended to have district magnitudes that are somewhat lower uh, than another. Uh, in other um, countries that use um, elect proportional representation. A minority single-party government was installed, albeit one that was able to act as though it had a majority because of anti-treaty uh, Sinn Féin abstention. Several new and splinter parties formed in the ensuing years, reflecting one of Duverger's psychological effects, that party entry is easier in a PR system. However, most failed to mount serious challenges at later elections and indeed faded from politics or were absorbed into uh, existing parties. The first 1927 election substantially defined the party system uh, in the Free State later Republic as we know today. With Fianna Fáil's early performance setting the ground for its later dominance and the second election resulted many of the smaller parties losing their seats um, and they would not return to, uh, to Parliament. The effective number of elective parties is a measure of political fragmentation And this was above four uh, until about the close of the 1920s. Now, this is a measure that um, covers the number of political parties, but also their relative size in in Parliament. So it speaks to political fragmentation. Uh, New party entry uh, was a feature of elections in the 1940s, but it was actually not again until the late 1990s that we were to return to fragmentation levels uh, above four. Uh, The Republic of Ireland had a two and a half party system for most of the 20th century, an outcome that is generally more commonly associated with majoritarian electoral systems. There were periods of electoral uh, change, but the Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, labour core uh, at the heart of politics um, usually reasserted itself. That is until the early 21st century when we now say that politics is mean reverting no more, and indeed we look at a very different kind of party landscape. In many ways, the free state provided a rare inversion of Maurice Duverger's propositions. It began with a multi-party system that Peter Mayer described as polarized pluralism. It drifted towards a two and a half party system for much of its uh, lifetime during the 20th century. Uh, And then by the 1990s, we see the seeds of a more fully fledged multi-party system starting to emerge um, in the system. No one form of government predominated but single party governments were a regular feature until 1989. And we often gloss over the, the detail of, of governments um, in the kind of early decades of the state, and we think about kind of perpetual finifal government. But I think it's useful to remember that some of those governments were minority governments, not majority governments. So some elements of um, a majoritarianism infused politics, but it was not all uh, pervasive. PRSTV was designed into the politics of the free state to provide representation for the minority Anglo-Irish community and it did achieve that at least for a time through the university seats and the electoral rules. Joe Lee though notes with some irony that the first minority saved by PRSTV were actually anti-treaty Sinn Féin who would surely have been eliminated had uh, first passed the post uh, been in use. Minority voices, uh, voices were accommodated uh, within the politics of the free state, but it indeed would be wrong to assess the free state as a, where, as a place where proportional representation delivered consensus politics and sensitivity to minority rights and needs, and we only need to, to look to Professor Erna Burns' uh, contribution to, to really reflect more on that. On balance, TV operating in a largely homogenous political, uh, in a largely homogenous polity provided majoritarian form of politics. The dominant group was able to impose its values and preferences on the whole. The Anglo-Irish community did not organise effectively in politics. Some left. Uh, Some were absorbed into other political uh, movements. And their distinctive identity faded from politics uh, over the decades. Furthermore, a reduction in the district magnitude in 1935 created a form of electoral threshold that kept political fragmentation lower than it might otherwise have been. Dermot Farreter has also written about an inclination among politicians and political parties um, in in the early decades of the state to diminish differences uh, between uh, themselves. Levels of electoral integrity in the free state were moderate, malapportionment was largely absent due to constitutional constraints but bouts of gerrymandering were not unknown all the way up until the 1970s. Political context matters and the electoral system for a long time delivered broadly proportional outcomes reflecting the conservative, quite authoritarian, if stable orientation of the vast majority of the electorate in the free state. Electoral engineers employed a different system in different approach in Northern Ireland, um, one that also led to majoritarianism infusing elections, politics uh, and policy, but in a more comprehensive and indeed stifling way. Elections to the Northern Parliament known as Stormont elections were first held in 1921 using PRSTV. Unionists won 40 of 52 seats in the Parliament, while the divided nationalists picked up just 12 or 23% of the seats on more than 30% of the votes, giving a clearly disproportional outcome uh, at the election. Disproportionality declined somewhat at the 1925 election and the Ulster Unionist Party dropped to 62% of the seats on 55% uh, of the votes. And many identify that that loss in support as being very important in informing and shaping the decision um, that would see PRSTV uh, being rejected for, for parliamentary elections. PRSTV was replaced with first past the post, first for local elections in 1923 and for parliamentary elections to Stormont in 1929. Uh, This change has been described as a flagrant abuse of power. First past the post is a majoritarian system and it delivered extreme majoritarian outcomes in Northern Ireland. In the first election using first past the post, uh, the UUP took 72% of the seats with 51% of the vote. Uh, And it's widely argued that the decision to abolish PRSDV served both partisan but also importantly class interests in the unionist uh, community. First Past the Post ensured a dominant two-party system and perpetual single-party UUP government, features that were not to be interrupted until 1972. John Coakley has been to the fore in demonstrating that the uh, adoption of First Past the Post reinforced the bipolar character of the party system and many have also uh, emphasized uh, that it, it diminished uh, the risk of interblock fragmentation in addition to the choice of electoral system the wider abuse of electoral laws gerrymandering and malapportionment meant that elections in northern ireland for many decades had what we would today describe as quite low levels of electoral integrity indeed this point was made uh, by Professor O'Leary in his many works and also touched upon earlier today and he has argued that although Northern Ireland had formal democratic rules the operation of these rules in practice leads to very qualified assessments of the nature of early Northern Irish democracy. So in concluding, if I might return to the opening statement of Michael Gallagher and Paul Mitchell's definitive um, book on the topic of electoral systems, they open with the statement, electoral systems matter. They do indeed. And it is also true to say that their impacts and logics are mediated through political culture, the underpinning cleavages that shape politics and also electoral laws. In Northern Ireland and the Free State, PRSTV and First Past the Post facilitated the dominant community in imposing their will for many decades. Majoritarian spirit um, dominated in in both jurisdictions. But one political system had legitimacy, the other did not. In Northern Ireland a majoritarian electoral system was chosen specifically to uh, to limit minority representation uh, and to shore up uh, integration in one particular community. It was also combined with notable abuse of the principles and laws of electoral integrity. In the free state the much smaller minority community achieved political representation and voice initially disproportionately larger than their electoral weight. The 1937 constitution designed out some of that electoral advantage for the Anglo-Irish community, but their lack of political organisation also contributed to the diminution of their representation over time. As the decades progressed, PRSTV delivered election outcomes with much lower levels of disproportionality than that of First Past the Post in Northern Ireland. And importantly, PRSTV is widely supported by the electorate. Voters rebuffed proposals to change the system, to first-past-the-post in referendums in 1959 and 1966. The Fianna Fáil proposals were robustly opposed by all of the main opposition parties who argued that the country would end up with perpetual Fianna Fáil government. Um, Blaine and Massacott described the PRSTV system as giving maximum freedom to voters, uh, freedom that voters in the Republic have refused to relinquish. Despite two referendums, several serious reports and indeed a constitutional convention looking at the matter, there are no serious signs that voters can be persuaded to surrender the great electoral power that the system confers upon them. And of course Northern Ireland has returned to PRSTV uh, having, been, uh, uh, um, sorry, ha- having sundered it um, some decades earlier. So historians and political scientists have tended to focus on different aspects of the impact of PRSTV in the Free State, later Republic of Ireland. But there is widespread agreement that the electoral system choice was central to the enduring political stability that was achieved. But indeed equally in Northern Ireland there is general agreement that the majoritarian outcomes delivered by first past the post exacerbated embedded community division. Thank you.